You're listening to a Big Finish production. holiday planet, Sumerian 2. What's he doing on a holiday planet? Having a holiday. Can we get visual? I'll try. I don't know why you're obsessed with him. Because he's trouble. He's always trouble. And I want him. Show me. That's where he is, sir. I can't see any man. There's a woman walking along a beach with a robot dog. That's not him. Pan left. There. There he is. The one paddling in the sea with his trousers rolled up. The one wearing the scarf. That's him? Really? Yes. Seriously? Yes! Let's get him. Where have you two been? You said you'd just gone shopping. I was. I was looking for a souvenir for our holiday. (laughs) You've been gone three days. The mistress and I went to several commercial outlets across the southern hemisphere of the planet, but we were unable to find a suitable purchase. Everything was utterly hideous. Well, of course it was hideous. Thompson's third law of tourism. I don't know that one. The more beautiful the holiday location, the more hideous the souvenirs in the gift shop. (laughs) I never thought about it before, but it's absolutely true. And Sumerian, too, is a stunningly beautiful planet. Yes, it is, isn't it? It's been a lovely holiday. Much better than our last one, where they put on that ritual sacrifice. Ritual sacrifice? In Torquay? I don't recall that. Oh, you remember. K9. The show where those tiny people were thrown into the jaws of a monster. What was it called? Punch and Judy, Mistress. I like Punch and Judy. I didn't. I didn't like Torquay. Far too cold. I think holiday planets should have a minimum of two suns in the sky. This is much nicer. It is glorious, isn't it? Yes, just what the doctor ordered. Oh, what a wag I am. <laughs> a holiday with no mystery or intrigue, no faceless villain out to wreak revenge. Just perfect. Can you access his mind? It's never been attempted at this range, but I can try. You're trying isn't good enough. We have to get to him. Start the process. Yes, it's really been marvellous. Marvellous? Lovely sunshine every day. Not a hint of a rain cloud. I spoke too soon, didn't I? I said, not a hint of a rain cloud. And now the suns have gone in. They haven't gone in. It's still sunny. Are you sure? Quite sure. Are you all right, Doctor? Ramona, is it me or is it getting dark? No. I'm sure it's getting dark. Negative, Master. Sensors indicate normal solar activity. Well, I'm not wearing sunglasses, am I? Because that would make a lot of sense. Ah! Doctor, we need you. You must come to us. What? Who are you? Come at once. Do not ignore this message, or there will be grave repercussions. 
You're not the deck chair attendant, are you? Because I, I've paid a full week and, and left a tip. You must come to us now. Come to us, Doctor. Do not ignore this message, or there will be grave repercussions. What happened? Doctor, you fainted. No, no, no. I've had a vision. <laughs> That's not possible. I know, but I did. Are you sure you're all right? Oh. Oh, of course I'm not sure. Canine, am I all right? Analysis of Dr. Master's physiology complete. Physical health, normal. Uh, and my mental health? Sensors indicate abnormal cerebral activity within the Master's brain. But surely... Abnormal cerebral activity is quite normal for me. Negative, Master. Scan shows influx of data into Master's cerebral cortex from an external source. Oh, you're right, canine. I have got numbers in my head. A set of coordinates. They've just been put there. Affirmative, Master. How could that be? Who could beam coordinates directly into your brain? Well, easy way to find out, canine. Feed them into the TARDIS computer. Master. Here we are. Coordinates. The planet of Kolarikionum. Hmm. Kolarikionum. Of course. The Alti Tribunal. Of course. The highest court of civil justice in the galaxy. I've just been issued with a subpoena. Affirmative, Master. But why do they want you? Well, who knows? My wisdom, eh? Jury service, I, I imagine we'll soon find out when we get there. But I don't want to sit in a stuffy courtroom for a century. Can't we just switch on the randomizer and run away? Run away? Run away? Romana, me? I wouldn't know how to run away. No, but you're an expert at running away. You've run from Daleks, Time Lords, the Black Guardian. But you can't run away from bureaucracy, Romana. That's the one thing you can't do. I once heard of a man from Arborealis Delta. He once ignored a parking ticket and ended up destroying the ecosystem of his whole planet. Yes. He was issued with a parking fine reminder, then a reminder of his reminder, then a notification of a fine for not answering his reminders. On and on and on and on it went. And soon, all the rainforests had been cut down and turned into parking fine reminders. How terrible. Yes, it was, yes. And the only thing the survivors could do to protect themselves from acid rain was to build papier-mâché huts constructed from the angry letters from all the parking authorities. <laughs> Bureaucracy in action. Hmm. That's the thing about tin-headed bureaucrats. They're worse than any tyrant. If you defy them, they don't try to destroy you. Oh, no, 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 shh. They just ruin someone else's life because it's more convenient. And I can't have that on my conscience. Oh, fair enough. Colare Keolum, here we come. Don't stand there like a rusty android, Kovacs. Report. We've just had word, Mr. Scorpius. Smilax has called for an expert witness. A Time Lord called the Doctor. I've heard of him. A traveller. An annoying space hippie who likes to get involved. Shall we eliminate him, Mr. Scorpius? No. I think there are easier ways to dissuade him from poking his nose in. 
rise for Regis to his honour, the Lord Justice Perigord Trent. Sit down, everybody. Hope everybody had a good lunch. I certainly do. Now, where were we? Oh, yes. Following the guilty verdict of the jury, I have no choice but to pronounce sentence. You will be vaporised. Your Honour. And your atoms will be scattered to the nine corners of the universe until you be dead. And may whatever god that might be on call at that hour have mercy on your soul. Your Honour, with the absolute greatest respect, you're not in the criminal courts anymore. This is a civil court. Oh, dear, I'm not, am I? No, Your Honour. So remind me, what is this case? Uh, the plaintiff seeks damages from the Centralis Cybernetics Corporation uh, during a session with one of their fitness droids. The droid in question twisted the plaintiff's left leg off. I see. And what do the Centralis Cybernetics Corporation say about that? Uh, the corporation has pointed out that the plaintiff did weigh considerably less at the end of the session than he did at the start, thus complying with the terms of the contract with the plaintiff. Well, then I don't see the plaintiff's problem. The plaintiff has pointed out that he will need considerable funds adjusting to life without a leg. But think of all the money he'll save on running shoes. I'm sorry, I've no sympathy at all. Court fines for the defendant, case dismissed. Happy days, the vaporizations, all those miserable lowlifes throwing themselves on my mercy and me telling them they're only throwing themselves on the carpet because I haven't got any mercy. Oh, one does miss meeting the criminal element. They have real character. One doesn't get much of a chance to use this button by my chair to send individuals screaming into oblivion these days. One doesn't get the chance to meet anyone who really deserves a thorough execution. <laughs> I think we worked that out. Oh, dear, I'm terribly embarrassed about this, everyone. I, I think the TARDIS's drift compensators need looking at. What is the meaning of this? The meaning of what? This! The meaning of this! Oh, well, what's the meaning of anything? I had breakfast with Epicurus the other day, and he was absolutely insistent that there was no meaning to anything at all. I don't agree, of course, but he does do an excellent breakfast, so I, I just nod and eat the hummus. Doctor? Yes? I think your drift compensators need looking at, too. You think I should apologise? I think you should apologise. Then I apologise, Your Honour, sincerely and with great humility. You, sir, are in contempt. You have stopped the wheels of justice moving, sir. You interrupted my court on the verge of a new case concerning... What's this case concerning? We're not sure, Your Honour. The plaintiff's lawyer claims client confidentiality. He refuses to tell us what his client is upset about. Well, let me know when we find out. Where was I? Ah, oh, yes. Contempt of court. I, I did say sorry. My craft has a mind of her own. Are you proposing that this contraption has sentience? Oh, oh definitely. Yes, then yes. the machine is culpable. Call security and arrest it for trespass, contempt of court, impediment of justice, impersonating a police officer. Put it in the cells until such time as it can stand trial. Call security. Call security. Well, there's really no need for this. I'll, I'll make sure she never does it again. Stand aside, sir. Security, dispatch the offender to the cells. Thank you, security. Case dismissed. Lunch.
This isn't good, Romana. The wheels of justice on Kolare Keolum grind exceedingly slowly. We could be waiting for the TARDIS's court date for centuries. Perhaps we could use the time to find who brought us here. Doctor, how lovely to see you again. Smilax, my old friend. Huh? What a nice surprise. What are you doing here? It's part of my job. I'm vice president of the Plenum Trust now. It's an ecological organization devoted to the preservation of endangered species and planets of historical and cultural value. Goodness me, you've come up in the galaxy. It seems like only yesterday you were shooting Varnex off the Rim Nebula. Yes, bit of a change of career. Interplanetary big game hunter to ecologist. But I'm enjoying it. I'm glad you persuaded me to see the error of my ways, Doctor. Oh, it was nothing. How do you do, Mr. Smilax? Where are my manners, Romana? This is Smilax, my old friend. Smilax, this is Romana, a time lady of my acquaintance. Charmed, my lady. Just Romana is fine. I'm so glad you're here, Doctor. You got my summons. You sent for me? Why? Because we're desperate. We're in the middle of a legal squabble, fighting Scorpius and his Cosmegalon Corporation for custody of a planet. They want to destroy it because the area has potential for development. How terrible. It's the same across the galaxy. Unspoiled little planetary systems destroyed and replaced by megacondos. Cosmegalon bought this planet to bulldoze it, but we cited a preservation order placed on it three million years ago. Claimed it was still an area of galactic beauty. Good for you. Unfortunately, in the intervening time with a population explosion in the eastern spiral arm, shared green space in the galaxy has become squeezed. The preservation order's up for renewal. We need a better reason to keep the order in place other than the fact it looks pretty. So that planet's under real threat? I'm afraid so. Which planet? CZ45637ADCDC-42K. CZ45637ADCDC-42K. Are you sure? Yes, CZ45637ADCDC-42K. Oh no, not CZ45637ADCDC-42K. <sighs> well, I'm none the wiser. Does this planet have a proper name? Earth. Earth? Doctor, that's your favorite planet. You've got to stop it being destroyed. Well, absolutely, but what can one do? If we can prove that there's intelligent life there, that's grounds for keeping the preservation order. All we need is an expert witness to testify to that, and the planet is safe. That's where you come in. You, you want me to be your expert witness? You have been to Earth, haven't you? Oh, once or twice. There you go, you're more than qualified. And I just have to testify as to the existence of intelligent life on Earth? Yes. Really? As simple as that? As simple as that. Spylax, time is really getting short. Please tell me that weirdo you're hoping to use as a witness has turned up. He's right here, Tragacanth. Tragacanth, this is the doctor. Doctor, this is our legal counsel for the trust. I for Tragacanth. Delighted to meet you. Smilax has explained everything to you? Oh, yes. Great. Uh, well, when you take the stand, relax, but don't be too casual. Act like an expert, but don't act like you know more than the judge. And most importantly, smile, but don't look like a lunatic. Doctor. Yes? She just said, smile and don't look like a lunatic. I heard. Don't worry, Romana. I I'll, I'll be fine. Lay on, Macduff. There's a waiting room. Uh, we can all wait through here. Doctor, put the yo-yo away. 
It helps me concentrate. My testament is absolutely vital to saving Earth. One word in the wrong place and it's goodnight Vienna. Not to mention goodnight Paris, goodnight Bonn, goodnight Liechtenstein and goodnight Birmingham. Won't be long now. I saw new stenographer robots being installed in the court. Well, 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 Mr. Smilax, are you still here? I would have thought you'd given up by now. I would have thought the same of you, Scorpius. I always get what I want, just a matter of time. And who have we here? This, Mr. Scorpius, is our new expert witness, the Doctor. The Doctor, you say? Yes, he'll put pay to your little scheme. Well, I wouldn't put it quite like that, yes. I'm only here to do my legal duty as a citizen of the universe. I've heard of you, Doctor. Yeah, a man of impeccable honesty and incorruptible morals. But I'm sure you've got some good points as well. You seem a worthy adversary. I wish you luck. <laughs> That's very sporting. Thank you for taking this so well. All's fair in business. There's no point making things personal. Love, hate, passion, revenge. It all gets in the way of making money. Let us approach this contest as fellow players of the game. Whatever happens from now, let's shake each other by the hand and wish each other well. I wouldn't do that, Doctor. You're shaking the tail of an Altroxian sand viper. Such hurtful words, Smilax. But I will look past them, Doctor. I'll shake hands with anybody. Good on you. I'll be in the courtroom watching your testimony. Looking forward to it. That man is the most ruthless entrepreneur in the galaxy. I can't believe you shook hands with him. Well, no one's all bad. No, it's Scorpius is. Cut his head off and he'll have mad cackle written through him like a stick of rock. Oh, sorry. I've got to go and meet some sponsors. I'll see you after the testimony. You took a risk there, Doctor. Scorpius could have done something to you when you shook hands. He did. He did? Yes, he tickled my palm and slipped me a note. If you testify, you will die. Kind regards, Scorpius. Short and to the point. Uh, a threat? He's a thug, just like they said. Well, perhaps, but this feels wrong. What do you mean? Well, thugs have ways to threaten a person without being this obvious. If there are any number of vague insinuations about my health he could have made, this doesn't fit in with his modus operandi. You think he's got something else up his sleeve? Well, a man with that many sleeves must have something up one of them, even if it's only an arm. Yes. There's more writing on the back. Ah, Intergalactic Law, Volume 12, page 12,009, paragraph 2, subsection 4. What could it mean? Calling the doctor! Calling the doctor to court number 5,344A. Paragraph 2, subsection 4 doesn't ring a bell. Where's K9? Well, since he can't recharge in the TARDIS, he's down the hall in one of those communal stations. He's not happy sharing sockets with the other robots. Well, perhaps he can help with this. Calling the doctor. Calling the doctor to court number 5,344A. I have to go. Wish me luck. Find K9 and get him to look it up. All 
rise for Regis Dore, his honour, the Lord Juris Perigord Trent. Thank you, Clerk of the Court. What are we doing now? The case of the Plenum Trust versus Cosmegalon Incorporated, planet CZ456378DCDC-42K. Ah, yes, the preservation order. Been placed on this planet for three million years now. All the evidence for keeping it in place does seem a bit prima facie. But we do now have an expert witness, Your Honour. Someone familiar with the planet who can enlighten us as to the very pertinent reasons why the preservation order shouldn't be lifted. Let's get this started. Who is counsel for the plaintiff? I am, Your Honour. Lizen Tilpractice Frong, counsel for Cosmegalon Corp. Would you like to make your opening statement? Your Honour, the facts of this case are perfectly clear. My client, Mr. Scorpius, Doctor, a word. Can't it wait? Look, I'm about to take the stand and dazzle the centre court. No, you can't. K9's told me what's in paragraph 2, subsection 4. Well, McKay9's always spoiling things. Every time I get something fun to do, there's something in a databank that says I can't. Why can't I testify? Because if you stand there and testify that you know there's intelligent life on Earth... You're also admitting you've been there. Well, perhaps I read it in a book. I don't see the problem. Trespass on a planet covered by an intergalactic preservation order carries a capital offence. You would be vaporised. Vaporised? Until dead? Oh, that's the worst kind of vaporisation. originally intended for purposes unspecified. All very straightforward. Would you like to call your expert witness, Miss Tragacanth? Call the doctor to the stand. Call the doctor... What? What do I do? I don't know. Wait, I know. What? I'll have to think of something. Ah, brilliant. Do you have a religious text you wish to be sworn in with? Uh, Do you have the worshipful and ancient law of Gallifrey? I'm afraid not. Oh, never mind. I'm sure there's something in my pocket I can swear on. Ah, the house at Pooh Corner. Perfect. I swear to tell the truth. The whole truth, and if I lie, may Tiggers invade my house and eat all my honey, and Pooh be my witness. Your Honour. It'll do. Uh, Miss Tragacanth, your witness. Thank you, Your Honour. Now, you are the Doctor. Respected scientist, noted explorer, renowned philanthropist, and genius. Well, some people might say that, but I would humbly beg to differ. Is the witness objecting to his own identity? Modesty forbid. Modesty cannot forbid anything in this court, Doctor. Only I have the authority to do that. Then, if modesty doesn't object, yes, I concur that I am who you say I am. Now, Doctor, the planet CZ456378DCDC-42K. What about it? Is there intelligent life on it? Intelligent life? In your experience. Ah, I, well, I can definitely say that, yes, in, in my experience, that, that's very possible. It, it, that's possible? Oh, yes, yeah. Can, can you elaborate? Well, I visited many planets, many planets, many, 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 many planets, and many of those planets did have intelligent life in abundance, so in terms of probability alone, I'm sure there must be a slight chance of intelligent life on that planet, or at least semi-intelligent life. Is that it? Uh, I, th- I think so. 
Doctor, you were called as an expert witness. You don't sound very expert, and you don't appear to have witnessed anything. Well, I'm just warming up. Ask me another. Uh, Doctor, let me put it like this. Can you testify as to the existence of intelligent life on planet Earth? Yes. Oh, well, I can certainly testify. Well, well, go on, then. Go on what? That in your experience of visiting the planet, you can attest that there's intelligent life there. Objection. The council is putting words into the witness's mouth. I'm trying to put your words into your mouth. Sustained. What? Don't leave the witness, Miss Tragacanth. I take a dim view of that. But, uh, but, ah, but... ah, ah, Another line of questioning, if you please, Miss Tragacanth. Fine. Try this one. Have you, or have you not, visited that planet? Can I plead the fifth on that one? Doctor, the whole point of you being here in this court is to share your knowledge of Earth. You have to tell us what you know. Objection. Counsel is badgering the witness. Sustained. But, Your Honour, he's my witness. How can I badger him? Makes no difference to me, Miss Tragaganth. Badgering is badgering. I know badgering when I see it. And it was happening just there. Do you have any other questions for the witness? I, 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 Doctor, if I could, if, if I could, being that, given that, it, no further questions, Your Honour. Does the counsel for the Cosmegalon Corporation have any questions for the witness? I'm not sure if I know where to start. Very well. The witness will stand down. Objection! What? I haven't finished. Stand down, sir. You've been dismissed. Ask me if I'll have any evidence of intelligent life on that planet by tomorrow. Ask me. Um, will you have any... Yes! Ask me what kind of evidence. What kind of... Irrefutable evidence. I see. But not until tomorrow. Tomorrow? Yes. I see. See you then. Well, Your Honour, um, in the light of this uh, stunning revelation, perhaps you can see your way to granting an adjournment? Well, it is getting rather near to lunch. In those circumstances, I will grant a recess until tomorrow, Miss Tragacanth. Oh, thank you, Your Honour. But have a care, Miss Tragacanth, if I find that... You and your witness are wasting the court's time. I will take a very dim view. It is a very serious offence, and I am authorised to mete out very serious penalties, up to and including vaporisation. Can I say that, Clark? Oh, yes, Your Honour. Wasting the court's time is very serious. Oh, really? That is exciting. Let's hope they are wasting my time, and if they are, I swear by the souls of the lost jury of court 666Z that they will be so many atoms by lunchtime. I don't know what you're playing at, Doctor, but I hope it's something extremely clever and not something extremely stupid. I can do both. Doctor, what are you playing at? What is the meaning of this? I could ask you the same question. What do you mean? You knew I'd be confessing to breaking the preservation order. Well, yes, I knew that, but I thought you did too. No, I didn't. There was a lecture at the Academy on intergalactic law of trespass, I think. I was playing truant that day. It doesn't matter whether he knew or not. The fact remains, you sent him to his death. Yep, but don't you see? That's why he's so perfect as an expert witness. He can get sentenced to be executed, do something incredibly clever, deactivate the laser bars of his cell and slip into his TARDIS. You could do that, couldn't you, Doctor? I'm afraid not. No? No. Why not? Bureaucracy. Bureaucracy? Exactly. 
Bureaucracy. Excuse me, am I understanding this? Are you saying you don't have irrefutable evidence concerning intelligent life on Earth? Yes. Yes, you do, or yes, you don't? Yes, I don't. I don't believe this. Well, then you've just convicted yourself and me for wasting the court's time. You heard what the judge said. We're as good as dead. Have a care, Miss Tragacanth. Show some gratitude. Gratitude? The doctor has just done something incredibly clever. He has? Well, Scorpius was in the courtroom, wasn't he? He heard the doctor saying he had some wonderful new evidence to produce tomorrow, didn't he? And? Well, given what you've told us about Scorpius, he's bound to want to stop that evidence coming to light. He'll try to kill the doctor before tomorrow. He will. He will. He will. Of course. Oh. You're right. If he tries to kill the doctor, we'll have evidence of Scorpius breaking the law to obstruct justice. It'll be a complete mistrial. The whole thing will get thrown out. Brilliant! So, all we have to do is to wait for Scorpius to murder the doctor. What is the doctor playing at, Kovacs? Don't know, Mr Scorpius. He's up to something. A man with a smile like that is always up to something. What evidence can he have? He can't put his friend on the stand. Same problem. She'd get vaporised too. So, by a process of elimination, it must be an artefact. That's it. Some fabulous artefact that proves beyond a shadow of a doubt that the planet is teeming with intelligent life. But where is it? Where indeed, Mr Scorpius? Now, he can't get it from his craft. That's in a prison cell. So by a process of elimination, it's got to be on his person. That thing he had in his pocket, that round thing on the string that goes up and down, that must be it. Genius, Gov. So by a process of elimination, I'll have to start a process of elimination. I know just who to call. Get me my Rolodex. I never expected this, but hanging around waiting for my imminent death does get a little, how can I put it, a little tiresome. Well, perhaps Scorpius won't do anything. Trying to kill someone in the courts of the Alti Tribunal is a step too far, even for him. Don't put anything past him. He's an expert at playing the system. He could shoot someone in Carolian Boulevard and still get off with a first offence. Romana, I, I can feel a storm coming. Not another summons. Well, no, not this time. I can feel a time storm brewing. Something out of phase with time is coming and it's getting closer. Yes. Yes, I can feel it too. Is there something wrong with the air conditioning? It's getting awfully chilly in here. There's light under the door. What's going on out there? No! Tragacanth! Don't open it!
What are they? The children of Pixis, apparently. That's impossible! Let us embrace you, Doctor. Let us bring life to you. Will you let Will you let us embrace you? Doctor! Smilax! Out of the way! Get over here! We're trying! Oh, identify yourselves. Embrace us, Doctor. Stop! Stop or I'll shoot! Let us give you the gift of life! Right, you've asked for it. Milo Trentis, security guard, do not impede us. Stay away from me. We are here to bring life. Stay away. Let us bring life to you, security guard Milo Trentis. No, get off. No, 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 no. Oh my God, that man just evaporated into dust. Everyone stay clear. It's obvious they're just after me. Don't stand in the way. We can't just let them get you. Oh, no choice. I'll run for it. Nobody follows me. You followed me. Of course we did. Uh, I should be angry, but I'm too busy trying to stay alive. We're being chased by the children of Pixis. How is that possible? You know them? Everyone knows about the children of Pixis. They're a myth. Like the lost jury of Court 666Z. Well, they seem very real. Don't leave us. We bring you the gift of life. Oh, that's not fair. They were behind us. Now they're in front of us. Back the way we came. We need to think of something. Yeah, we did think uh, of something. We thought of running away. We can't run forever. How do we get to the robot recharging booth from here? Of course. K-9! K-9? How will that metal dog help us? That metal dog could prove very useful. Where are the recharging booths? Uh, oh, it, it's just down one level. We can take the back stairs. Just here. K-9! Master! Am I glad to see you? Sentiment reciprocated, Master. Your presence in this unit's vicinity, a much-needed restorative for depleted optical circuits. Um, what did he say? <laughs> he said we're a sight for sore eyes. Stay where you are, Doctor. We have to embrace you. We have to give you life. Okay, can you stop them? Commencing attempt to subjugate hostiles. Stop you have to let us embrace you. We have to give you the gift of love. They've gone. The robot stopped them. No, just force them to discorporate. I doubt that will put them off for long. We've got to find somewhere to keep the Doctor safe. But where? This is a court of law, not a military base. It's hardly bristling with defence mechanisms. And there's nothing we can do. I must say this is very disappointing, Smilax. Here we are, in the middle of the highest court of galactic justice in the galaxy, and you have no way to protect a star witness. <gasps> witness? You're a witness! Of course, you should apply for a place in the Witness Protection Micro-Universe. Brilliant. Well done, Tragacans. <sighs> Follow me. Don't worry, let me do the talking. 
Hello? Can I help you? Yes. This man is a key witness in a major court case. His life's in imminent danger, and it is essential he be admitted to the witness protection program this instant. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Less of that this instant talk. We have to establish why he needs access to the witness protection universe. We don't just let in any old Tom, Dick or Harry, you know. The children of Pixis are back. Canine's knocking them out of the air, but they're just reappearing again. You need to hurry. Nine. C can't you hear that? We're under attack. Nine. We're all going to die. I still need a name. He's called the Doctor. Ainge. Uh, oh, that's a very good question. I think I'm either 751 or 752. He looks 753. Where's the stress of everything? Which is it? Giving inaccurate information to a court official is a very serious matter. So is getting killed. Alert, Master. Energy recharging process was interrupted. Power cells at 30% and falling. Look, officer, please just check your database. My witness has been entered into the court records. All of his information is there. Um, so it is. So, he can enter? Please, say he can enter. Patience, madam. Calm down. Where's the fire? Right there. Can you offer proper and first-hand evidence that your client is in danger? Well, how about this huge black hole that's just appeared in the wall behind me? I see. Um, Blackened hole behind witnesses' uh, right shoulder. Is that it? Isn't it enough? Okay, I'll just uh, feed your details into the computer, and uh, the computer says yes. Good. Come on, Romana. Well, 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 well. Where does she think she's going? Authorization only extends to the individual whose personage is threatened. Just you and an item of carry-on luggage. Carry-on luggage? Take K9. Yes. K9. Mistress. Join the doctor in that cubicle. Affirmative, mistress. Right. Are you ready? Yes. Affirmative. Okay. Hang on to your insides. Hey, Nine, are we here? Define here, Master. The micro-universe. I expected it to be a bit more hospitable. Welcome to the Witness Protection Universe. We hope your stay here is comfortable and without incident. We know you have made huge personal sacrifices in support of justice and the rule of law. And we thank you for your service. Well, that's very... Note, the management cannot be held responsible for any loss of life or injuries to your person while on our premises. Goodbye and good luck. We're on our own, K-9. Uh, good morning. Lovely day. <laughs> A lot of weather for the time of the year. That's the third person we've seen and no one said anything. Are these people manufactured or just shy, K-9? Unable to ascertain, Master. My sensors are compromised by the nature of this artificial universe. Never mind. <coughs> it looks like a primitive village, very authentic, even down to the smell of death. Which begs the question, if this place is for witnesses to intergalactic crimes, 
Why is it full of scowling medieval villagers? Isn't that a good question, K9? A very good question, Master. Will! Will! Didst thou see him? I saw him, Tom. I could not have missed him. He waved at me and smiled like he was adult. A stranger in our village. Tis unheard of. Not unheard of, Thomas. We were warned. We knew one day strangers might come. We should kill him now. That is not the way. There is a process handed down by the Twelve from the retirement time. But he could be doing it. No. We must all abide by the process. We give him the test. Has the doctor gone? Yes. I thought so. The children of Pixis have vanished too. Logic dictates they'll try to find him wherever he goes. Well, they can't get into the micro-universe. That's the point of it. Access is only through that station. And you saw how many forms you had to fill in. So the doctor's plan worked. Now we go to the judge and tell him we've evidence that Scorpius is using assassins. Small problem. No one will believe us. What do you mean, no one will believe us? <laughs> Look at the mess! The laser bolts, the ruined door! How much more evidence do you need? He's using the children of Pixis. They're a myth. It's said time flows backwards for them. They operate on negative time? That's right. That means as soon as they leave a place, the time streams fooled into believing they've never been there. So no one remembers them. But you remember them, don't you? Remember who? The children of Pixis. The children of Pixis? What about them? They just tried to kill the Doctor. Did they? Yes! But they're a myth. My God! What's happened here? The children of Pixis, apparently. But they're a myth. I said that. How do we know it's the children of Pixis? Romana remembers them. Well, that's a neat trick. How did you do that? Uh, I'm a time lady. I have an interesting relationship with time. The children of Pixis, eh? Well, if it's true, then that's clever. Talk about covering your tracks. We have to tell the judge. He won't believe you. I've already told her. He won't believe you. We have to try. It's the doctor's only hope. Yes? Who is this? I for Tragacanth, Your Honour. Counsel for the Plenum Trust? Oh, yes, the time waster. Uh... I do hope there's a reason for this call. I was just in the middle of lunch. Yes, I know, my dear. Be right back. So, what's so incredibly important? Um, Your Honour, there's been an incident. Incident? What kind of incident? Someone just tried to assassinate my star witness. Star witness? You mean that annoying man with the knitwear? Uh, um, yes. The other time waster. Yes. I find it very hard to believe. What assassins have power to penetrate the chamber of the Alti Tribunal? Well, the children of Pixis. I beg your pardon? It's true. I saw them with my own eyes. And you can vouch for this sighting, Miss Tragacanth? Well, uh, Romana says I saw them, but I seem to have forgotten. Forgotten, I see. I promise you. The children of Pixis are real. You seem to be a young woman of intelligence. Couldn't you have come up with something a bit more original? 
If I had a Calarian Cupid every time someone tried to wriggle out of testifying because they claimed to be hunted by the children of Pixies, I'd have enough to buy a really decent lunch, the sort that comes in a wicker basket. Well, has it not occurred to you that all those people might be telling the truth? They're all liars. I'm a very good judge of character. Ask my wife. Ah, uh, Miss Tragacant. Wasting the court's time is serious enough in itself, but interrupting my lunch is unforgivable. I swear by the souls of the lost jury of court 666Z that you are given a suitably harsh punishment. Oh, brilliant. Just brilliant. I knew that would happen. I knew it would happen, and I did it anyway. Didn't go well, then. I must have a death wish. Why on Coelari Keolum did I think that I could reason with that old fossil? Chin up, Tragacanth. There's still plenty of things we can do. Like what? The judge said several witnesses had mentioned the children of Pixis. Do you have a list of these witnesses? I have authority to access the court records. Excellent. But I'm not going to. I'm in enough trouble. Oh, come on. You're on no win, no fee, I seem to recall. If you don't help us win this case, you won't get paid. But I'll be dead! You're a lawyer, Tragacanth. You'll never die. You'll just evolve into something that charges more by the hour. Fine. But in the event of my death, I want it known that I leave my fee to something that is not remotely charitable. Something to do with factory farming animals to turn them into guns. Here. I've done a cross-check on the word Pixis. About a dozen cases, look. Jogund Bruiser. Business mogul. Witness in trial number 34325 Kappa Delta. Complained of being terrorised by ghostly children and refused to testify. Later recanted his story and disappeared. It was assumed he'd changed his mind about testifying and had skipped the planet. Spenton Vale. Witness in trial number 221C Delta Omega. Same situation. Claimed the children of Pixis were after him, then denied he said it, then disappeared, assumed to have fled to the southern spiral arm of the galaxy. Oh. Oh? Oh. Oh what? Ah. Uh. Ah, as well as oh. Mm. Come on, Tragacanth. Tell us before you run out of alphabet. I just cross-checked the cases with the named plaintiffs. Eugen Bruiser was taking Scorpius to court. They were laying claim to the ownership of the same planet. Spenton Vale was testifying against Scorpius, alleging that he had employed them to kill an ex-employee. God, there's more. More witnesses, all of them hostile to Scorpius or testifying in cases that would hurt his businesses. Then that clinches it. There's a pattern. Romana's telling the truth. He's been using the children of Pixies for years. Yes, but it makes no difference, does it? It doesn't matter we know she's telling the truth because no one but her remembers them. I'll show you. You see? This is on the Alti Tribunal's internal news feed. I quote, Repairs are underway on the damage to the witness protection transmat wing due to unknown reasons, probably a freak seismic disturbance. <laughs> oh, and here, once again, I quote, if anyone knows the whereabouts of security operative Milo Trentis, please inform the court officer as he seems to have taken unauthorised sick leave. <laughs> I mean, how do you persuade anyone the Pixis are real when they exist outside of time? There's nothing we can do. Well, there is something. What? No, forget it. It's probably not a good idea. Let me be the judge of that. What's in your mind? Scorpius's Rolodex. You're joking. <laughs> 
Rolodex? He's mad! It's said Scorpius doesn't trust computers. Too easy to hack. He keeps all his contacts in one huge Rolodex. And you think he'll have the children of Pixis in there? He has everything in there. Every lowlife, thug, footpad and skullduggerer. It's said that all the wickedness inside it has manifested into sentient evil. He keeps it chained up in his basement. Oh, there's only one thing for it. We're going to have to get that Rolodex. That could be the only piece of evidence linking Scorpius to the children of Pixis. Okay, okay, I think this conversation is going to a place where I should excuse myself. I may have to defend you in court, so the less I know, the better. You're still going to bill me for the hour, though, aren't you? Of course. Master, alert! Sensors indicate time distortion in vicinity. Presence of children of Pixis, a distinct probability. Well, you don't have to tell me that, Kane. Shh, shh, shh. I can feel them in the wind. If they can follow us here, then nowhere is safe. Master's analysis accurate. Canine, do your data banks have anything to say about the children of Pixis? Accessing data bank. Species. Children of Pixis. Clone race. Ah. 93,207 years old. Mm. The Pixis were inflicted with a condition commonly known as the Pixis tragedy. The Pixis tragedy. Oh, I can't bear to hear it. Tell me more. They are a failed experiment in excessive rejuvenation technology, mm. resulting in the species living their lives backwards until they cease to exist. Oh, that is a tragedy. After all, the... <laughs> There are only two ways to die. Negative, Master. My databanks list 17,876,943 ways of termination. Well, quite, quite, Ken. And of course, but there are only two basic ways to be dead. An end-end and a beginning-end. I mean, there are many ways to die at the end-end, but the only way to die at the beginning-end is to become unborn. Not a nice way to go. Affirmative, Master. This is the tragedy of the children of Pixis, that though very young, they are closing with death at an increasing rate, getting younger to the point where they will cease to exist again. Oh, interesting. So we could just hang about here, keep our heads down, and wait for the children of Pixis to regress until they become the babies of Pixis and ultimately the uh, nothings of Pixis. Chances of Hanging about and keeping our heads down plan resulting in master's survival. Calculating. Zero. Zero point zero 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 two nine four. Approximately. Apologies, master. Oh, that's quite all right, Kay. Now, now, I wasn't being serious. I, I was just being rhetorical. Rhetorical, master? Yes, rhetorical, planting silly questions in the hope they grow into sensible answers. Conjecture. If, at some level, the children of Pixis are living their lives in reverse, then what we see as destruction, they perceive as creation. My thoughts exactly. So perhaps they're not assassins at all. Perhaps, perhaps they see themselves as Samaritans, healing the dead. Precisely. Master. I'm so glad we're in agreement, Canine. Come on. <laughs> it's a poor sort of memory that only works backwards. Master. Alice in Wonderland. Correction. Alice through the looking glass. Chapter 5. 
The Red Queen's response to Alice's line, I can't remember things before they happen. Sure, well, well, quite, quite, quite. But what if we are through the looking glass right now? <laughs> if they see me as someone to bring back to life, perhaps from their time-going-backwards perspective, they've already killed me. Was that another rhetorical question, Master? You know it was, you cheeky dog. Just as you know that your question about my rhetorical question was also a rhetorical question. And I know that you know that your rhetorical question about my rhetorical question was also a rhetorical question. <laughs> and I know that... Stand, stranger. Ah, hello there. Why dost thee walk around our village? Walking? Well, it's just a thing I do. I, I had no idea walking about in your village was a crime. Is, is it a crime? Strangers are forbidden here. Well... That's not a very useful attitude to take. A, a stranger is just a friend you haven't met yet. Strangers are forbidden. So I gather. I had no idea. I'm very sorry, but I didn't see any signs. Ignorance of the law is no defense. If you fail the test, you be put to death. Why did I know you were going to say that? This is the place. It's huge. I can't even see where the walls end. It's the largest house in Kalari Kaolum. They say the butler crosses three time zones to serve dinner. So, how do we get in? Give me a bunk up. <laughs> now you, grab onto that vine. What? I'm the vice president of the Plenum Trust, the largest ecological consortium in the galaxy. You expect me to climb over a wall? If you crush any bird's nest, I'll go on record to say it was accidental. Oh, what? Take my hand. Now jump. You must be joking. Look how far it... Look out below. You pushed me. <laughs> Would you have jumped? Of course not. Well then. Can you hear something? Something's ringing. It's probably his security alarm. Nothing to worry about. What? We must get out of here. No, no, you don't understand. Kalari Kaolum's a very advanced planet. They realised centuries ago that no civilised species responds to a security alarm when it's ringing. They also realised that nothing unnerves a civilised species as much as long and protracted silences. So they keep their alarms going all night. When it stops sounding, that's when we're in trouble. Here... One set of windows. I assume at this point you'll pull some gizmo out of your pocket and get us in? You really are an old friend of the Doctor's, aren't you? Oh, we go way back. I knew him when he was just this tall. Wow. Look at those statues. So lifelike. The agony in their faces. I'm not keen on modern art. Not this kind, anyway. Well, I wouldn't have these in the house. They give me the willies. But still must be worth a fortune. Amazing. Mm, amazing. And look at this. The China torch over here. A whole wall of photos. Scorpius has met everybody who is anybody. Look. Giving the thumbs up with the Typhonian ambassador. Dancing with the terrible Zodin. Shaking hands with President Saab. Much as I love this guided tour of the homes of the rich and heartless, we're here on a mission. Oh, yes. Where to now? How should I know? Perhaps towards that unearthly scream? 
Come on! It came from the other side of this door. Do you think it was the Rolodex? No, it wasn't my Rolodex that screamed. It was my Rolodex's lunch. Romana, I've just noticed something. What? The alarm stopped ringing. Ugh, we're in trouble. Well, well, well. Trespassers on my property. What a sad indictment of our times when law-abiding citizens are woken from their beds to find ne'er-do-wells skulking around their homes. Drink. Oh, um, that would be... No, uh... thank you. Fair enough. Now, what can I do to you? I mean, what can I do for you? Well, we were just passing. We're here for evidence you're connected with the children of Pixis. Romana! Children of Pixis? Not sure I've heard of them. Uh, don't act innocent. We know you sent them to kill the Doctor. Oh, wait. I did use them, didn't I? <laughs> I keep forgetting. I tell you, when hiring time paradoxical assassins, post-it notes are a must-have. You admit it? Of course I admit it. I've been using them for ages. Great kids. They don't ask for anything because they think they're doing good works. The only drawback is they don't leave any bodies behind. I used to do away with people myself in the old days. Really enjoyed that aspect of the job. I always kept the people I've killed as a souvenir. You've seen my trophies in the hallway, I take it. Those things? They're... I thought they were sculptures. Well, they are in a way uh, exhibits of my creative cruelty. I don't know much about... Ah! But I know what I like. Doctor, not with you. Having a spot of bother, is he? No, I'm pleased to say your assassination attempt failed. And now you'll never find him. He's in witness protection, isn't he? In the micro-universe. How do you know that? If you care to look up the micro-universe business plan, you'll find it's run by the Cosmegalon Corporation. I bid for it when it was privatised. What can I say? Contracts just fall into my lap. I run most of the security forces on Kalari Keolum. So... I've got access to the entire mainframe, my own backdoor passwords. The odds are, Doctor could be dead by now. <laughs> I don't think so. People often underestimate the Doctor. Not as much as they underestimate me. You might wonder why I'm telling you all my plans. Well, here's the thing. Trespassing is a very serious crime on Kalare Keolum. I am legally authorised to use any force necessary to protect my person and my property. Kovacs, bring in the Liborts. Here you are, Mr. Scorpius. Hello, Liborts. Daddy's here. <laughs> I love these little fellas. Oh, they're trying to eat my tentacles. They're very cute when they do that. That means they're hungry. Now, I must leave you in the capable hands of Mr. Kovacs. They don't find him tasty for some reason. Good day. <coughs> Mr. Scorpius would like to commiserate with his guests about their imminent demise. And he would like to implore you to die on the hardwood floor. The rugs are very expensive and they don't dry clean. We've got to get the top back on that fish tank. It's too late. They're already out. They're coming for us! They're going to kill us!
They're already out. They're coming for us! They're going to kill us! Where now? Downstairs. We can't go down there. We'll be trapped. Trust me. Scorpius is an incredibly rich, vulgar person. What do incredibly rich, vulgar people do? They spend money on expensive art they don't look at and on expensive wine they don't drink. I'll bet my right heart there has to be a wine cellar somewhere we can seal ourselves in. <sighs> This is your test, stranger. The test of death. Ah. Do ye understand the principle? I've seen something similar. Ye are placed in the cage and lowered into the water. If ye survive, then ye are built of the same stuff as our world and ye are not a threat. And if I drown? Then it will be the worst for you. Look, this is all rather colourful and I'm sure it impresses the tourists, but I'm in rather a hurry. I mean, can I speak to someone in authority? There is nothing left to be said. I quite agree, canine. Offensive protocols, please. Take the iron dog. Point its nose away from us. <laughs> if ye throw flame out of your nose again, iron dog, we will drop ye in the lake. Do ye understand? Do as he says, K9. I need you intact in case the children of Pixis turn up. Put the stranger in the cage. Is this thing safe? A chap could get splinters, yellow. I don't want you to get caught up in an expensive lawsuit. Did it really get in the way of your pitchfork waving? Raise the cage and put it over the water. Well, surely a man is allowed a last request, eh? A hearty meal, a chocolate turnip, scuba diving lessons? Lower it. Oh, oh, oh. He's struggling to escape. More evidence of his skill. <gasps> See? <sighs> A wine cellar. I was right. <sighs> Can you hear anything? No, nothing. Good. How long should we stay here? If we hear nothing for a few weeks, we should be safe. A few weeks? Locked in a cellar with 10,000 bottles of wine. Oh, if only we had some cheese. That's not funny. I know. I tell the doctor off for his flippancy. I really shouldn't indulge myself. Wait. What's that? They're trying to get under the door. Push your jacket up against the crack. My jacket? This is recycled hemp from the optimistic bamboo of Hargadia 12. It'll be ruined. Oh, but then you can recycle it again. Wait, wait. Liebords. Did he call them liebords? I think so. Then we're in with a chance. A chance? What chance? It's hopeless. Liebords are one of the ugliest races in the universe, which can, if I remember rightly, lead to assumptions they're unsophisticated. They're trying to eat us. That seems fairly natural. However, evolution, with its notorious sense of humour, provided them with a remarkably sensitive palate. What does that mean? That they'd be perfectly happy to consume us, but they'd far rather dine on a well-prepared steak tartare, or imbibe a fine vintage from this cellar. Those things? Remember what I said about appearances. 
So you're saying that if the wine here is of good enough quality, they'll be distracted by it and not eat us? Exactly. Are you crazy? I hope for your sake I'm not. No! Lieboards! Look over there! It's working! Of course. Scorpius would never buy the cheap stuff. They're heading for the wine! So we should head somewhere else. Run! Again! Back to the window. Let's get out of here before Scorpius realizes we're still alive. How long has he been down there? Five minutes by the church clock. There. He has gone limp. Then the pronouncement is guilty. Stop. Take the cage up. Take it up now. Ye have no authority over the test, squire. I speak for the twelve. Bring the stranger up now. Too late, squire. He is dead. Bring him up. Leave him be. Do ye wish to take it up with the foreman? Raise him up. See? He's dead. <coughs> Did I pass? Release him. Thank you. Who do I speak to about getting a new scarf? The foreman wants to speak with you. Then am I happy to speak with him. Say your tongue, stranger. I fancy he has only stayed your death because the Twelve have something worse in mind for you. My liveboards, my beautiful liveboards, they're completely incapacitated. They'll be so unwell in the morning. Why did those thugs do this to them? They didn't hurt anybody. You sure? Anybody, Mr. Scorpius? Yes, I'm sure. Liborts paralyze their victims' nervous systems while they eat their flesh. So, technically speaking, they don't actually hurt anybody. My poor little pets. That girl is as good as dead. She made this personal. Not a good idea, Mr. Scorpius. With the court case coming up. You're right. If she's back at the Ulti Tribunal, then it must be death by stealth. Any word on the children of Pixis? Uh, who, Mr. Scorpius? The children of Pixis, you remember. Afraid not, Mr. Scorpius. Never mind. Forget about the children of Pixis. Consider them forgotten, Mr. Scorpius. We need someone else. Oh, I know just the species. The what if I in? Oh, good choice, Mr. Scorpius. I like the what if I lean. They're perfect. They have an absolute sense of honor. They never break a contract, and if they do, they stick their whole family in the middle of the desert to die to atone for their failure. Oh, I love that bit. That's my favourite bit about them. And the best thing about it is they're silent as ghosts. They could break into the Tribunal chambers, butcher everyone with their sonic knives, and security wouldn't even know they've been. Kovacs, you know what to do. Fetching your Rolodex now. Mr. Scorpius. He's coming! He's coming now! He's coming! Oh, Squire! He comes! The foreman is coming! 
That is unheard of. He rarely leaves his house afore noon. Hello, hello, everybody. How are we today? All good, I hope. I'm getting a sniffle. And quiet, you. Well, I must say, you've done an awfully good job finding and detaining this stranger. I think you should give yourselves a big pat on the back and a job well done. Excellent. And you did this by working together, don't forget. Let's all have a big angry roar to say, we captured and tortured this stranger and we did it as a team. Everybody, you can do better than that. Big team roar. Count of three. One, two. <laughs> That's more like it. Well done. Uh, now you, sir, identify yourself. I'm called the doctor. I'm called the foreman. So what brings you here? It's a long story, but to cut it very short, I was sent here because my life was in danger. Really? Same as us. What a coincidence. Well, well, well. It's a small world, isn't it? Well, it would be in a micro-universe. Oh, yes. I never thought of it like that before. Small world in micro-universe. It's very good. You're frightfully witty. Isn't he frightfully witty? I knew when I saw you on the scanner you were my type of chap. You look a bit bedraggled. Why not come into the main hall and dry yourself off by the fire? He's a stranger, my lord. He needs to be dispatched. No, no, I don't think so. I like the cut of his jib. He doesn't look like a hitman or an assassin. But he brought this weapon. Oh, that's good. A robot dog. Does he bark? He's been known to. Place this unit on level terrain, or further threats will be delivered. Oh, that's very funny. You must bring him in to show the others. My lord. That's enough of that, squire. You have your duties. This man is coming with me. Settle down, everyone. We have a guest. You know the stranger? The one who the villagers were getting in a tizzy about? Well, he's not a threat at all. In fact, he's terribly nice. <laughs> Eight and nine. A clear place at the fire. We don't want him to catch cold. Let's get him some hot coffee. Activate the machine. <laughs> This is the doctor, everyone. Doctor, uh, this is number three. Pleased to meet you, doctor. Charmed. And that's number four. Uh, that's Hello. number seven. Hello. She's number two. Uh, five, Hello. six, and eight over there. Uh, ten, eleven, and last, but by no means least, number twelve. Hello. Uh, don't worry if you forget our numbers. We try to sit in order anyway. So, you were all sent to this micro-universe. Are you on the witness protection plan? Witness? Oh, goodness me, no. We're a jury. 
A jury? A hung jury. We were selected to serve on a very important trial. Ooh, must be decades ago. Centuries, I would say. What kind of a trial? Oh, some chap didn't pay a parking ticket and caused the extinction of a planet. Our Borealis Delta, it was. Pretty open and shut case. Our Borealis Delta? Yes. I think that was the name. The accused was a bit cross about being on trial. Well, you can imagine, can't you? Well, if he's a sword not to pay a parking ticket, then he'd hardly be happy to be charged with genocide. Well, exactly. Anyway, he made the odd threat about what he'd do to us if we didn't find him innocent. So they thought, to be on the safe side until we come up with our verdict, we should be put in here, where we've been ever since. And very nice it is, too. Over the centuries, the micro-universe slowly created the community around us uh, to protect us and make sure we had enough refreshments so we can carry on deliberating. <laughs> <laughs> They're awfully nice and so good at looking after us. They toil in the fields making crisps, growing prawns for our tiny triangular sandwiches, and the farrier spent three years banging iron in his forge to make us this coffee machine. How is the coffee, by the way? Very interesting. Almost tastes like coffee. It does, doesn't it? A bit of an acquired taste, but you get used to it. And just last week, Agnes, the mad crone who washes clothes in the river, came up with this. She calls it almost water with something in it. Have a taste. It's water. Ah, it might taste of water, but she's put something in it. Very, very slight hint. It might be lime might be socks, but that's the thing, it's so subtle, you'll never work out what it is. Uh, sorry, I'm confused. You said your trial was an open and shut case, but you haven't reached a verdict yet, and it's been centuries. No, uh, but that is, we had a chat. That's right, a long chat. A long chat, and we sort of decided not to decide. Decided not to decide. Thing is, the judge said we were to be impartial. Strictly impartial. Strictly. Yes, that's what he said. So we thought delivering a guilty verdict would show a clear bias towards reality and show prejudice against the defendant's assertion that he didn't do it. Yes, we thought that sounded fair. It doesn't sound fair. It sounds utterly insane. The whole point of a jury is to decide what the truth is. And that's exactly what the judge said, too. He was very cross. He said we swore an oath to God to do our duty. But we said that if God intended us to reach a verdict, he wouldn't have given us extremely nice biscuits. So that's what we did. Uh, what news of the Alti Tribunal? Uh, how are they coping without us? They use a jury planet on criminal cases now. Really? Yes, the planet of Jural 9. All 13 billion inhabitants have their brains wired up to computers so they can deliver instant judgment. Goodness me, it sounds awful. Why would they do away with the tradition of 12 good men and women? Oh, I'm not sure why. Perhaps they were brought in to mitigate the problem of feckless juries not taking their responsibilities seriously. I take it from your tone you don't approve of us. Have a care, Doctor. I saved you from the villagers. I can always give you back. Tracker Camp speaking. Tracker Camp, it's Smilax. Romana and I need your help. I told you I don't want to know what you're planning. Yeah, I know, but this is urgent, really urgent. Okay, what is it? 
We just had a meeting with Scorpius. A meeting? Well, it was more of a he tried to kill us and we ran away thing. It, it doesn't matter about the details. The point is this. He said that Cosmegalon runs the micro-universe. What? He's been given the Witness Protection franchise. The children of Pixis are already in there. We've got to get the Doctor out. I'll set the wheels in motion. This case is getting completely out of hand. You know that, don't you? I've nearly been eaten by slugs in the last hour. Believe me, I know. Chances are the Doctor's already dead. We've no witness to testify to intelligent life on the planet, and no evidence that Scorpius is employing assassins. And even if we did have evidence, I sincerely doubt the judge will want to believe us. I know! So what do we do? I don't know! Wait. Perhaps there is something. I'll let you know. Will she get the Doctor out of the micro-universe? She said she'd try. Trying's not good enough. We should help her. She'll do everything she can. Don't worry. We should go to the headquarters of the Plenum Trust and wait for news. Actually, I think I have an idea about how to save our case. They're getting closer, I can feel them. Specify them, Master. The children of Pixis. Affirmative, Master. Time distortion moving steadily in this direction. Oh, dear. These people might be utterly feckless, irresponsible cretins, but I have a duty to warn them. I'd better stand on a chair. <coughs> Excuse me, everyone. Listen up, please. Excuse me. Thank you. Please listen very carefully. I have something important to tell you all. Assassins have penetrated this micro-universe. It's me they're after, so you should all be safe. But they are immensely powerful and unpredictable. I advise you, for your own safety, to deliver your verdict to the Alti Tribunal and return to the real world. What? We can't do that. Let's not be hasty. Exactly. As you say, they're after you, not us. So we should be fine, shouldn't we? I think we're in general agreement. Just to make things official, we should vote on it. Oh, if we must. A show of hands. My goodness, all of us. I think that's the first unanimous verdict we've arrived at in centuries. Well done, everyone. More strangers will. I see them too. Tis a day of wonders and no mistake. They've stopped moving. Good. Then we can escort them to the squire ourselves. Come on. What is your business here, strangers? We are the children of Pixies. We seek the doctor. We wish to embrace him. We wish to bring him life. He can't do any of that. Ye are not allowed here. Strangers are put to the test. Ye will come with us. Oh, with no surname. Thomas, no surname. Let us bring your pixels into being. Let us bring your subroutines to life. Embrace us. Embrace us. No! Stop! Stay where you are or, or, or I'll... My scythe! It floats through them like they are spirits. Stay back, damn you!
Rangers are here. They're they're killing everybody. What? Where? They're in the square. Look for yourself. They're here. They're killing everyone. Why? No explanation, Master. There's no stopping them. How on earth can we stop the Pixies? There's no way to contain them. Suggestion, Master. What? They are temporal creatures, and their motion is circumscribed by the flow of chronons. You're saying they can only move at the speed of time? Correct, Master. But, but time is variable. Also correct. Hypothesis continues. We could lure them into an area where time is extremely slow. Ah, and trap them in something faster, like a sound wave, of course. You're a genius. Your praise is registered, Master. Ah, so now we must find a place where time moves slowly. The doctor's waiting room, yeah? yeah. The classroom on a summer's day, bus stop in the middle of winter. Nothing like that around here. Wait, of course. We have the perfect place. Not a million miles away, a place where time crawls like a wounded tortoise. It moves so slowly that you can stare at the clock and watch the hands tick backwards. Master? Mm. A jury room, of course. Yes, yes, we have to find a jury room. We are the children of pixels. We seek the doctor. We wish to bring him wine. This is terrible. All our villagers have been reduced to clouds of pixels. Listen to me, Foreman. I can stop them. Where's your jury room? That old place? We haven't been there in years. It doesn't matter. Where is it, man? It's... I'll show you. Follow me. We are the children. I can't believe it. Everything's gone. Don't stop to gawk. Foreman, help me. Run, Free. Run. Help me. Help me. Thing turned her into dust with one touch. Keep running. We were together for centuries, and I never knew her name until just then. She was my favorite jurist. Always had a pen. Boy, there's no time for this. Foreman, is that where we're heading? Yes. You see the great hall over there? It was built around the jury room. It's inside the hall. Uh, it's locked. I had a key once. I think it's back in my hut. We can't go back. Step away. The sonic screwdriver finds these primitive locks a little difficult. Hopefully, as it's really a virtual lock attached to a computer-generated door, it shouldn't take too long. Success! Inside, quickly. Oh, I haven't been in here since the mixed nuts ran out. Elevation for this unit required, Master. Yeah, I'll put you on the tape. I've spilled the salt. What are you doing? I told you, I think I know how to stop the pixies. Have you seen them out there? Nothing can stop them. They're unstoppable. Everything has a weakness, trust me. Trust you? Trust you? You brought them here in the first place. You said they were only after you. Yeah, I know, I know. I was wrong, but I warned you, Foreman. I told you to leave. You wouldn't listen to me. You have to bear some of the guilt. Don't try and pronounce me guilty. I'm the foreman of this jury. It's me who pronounces the guilty verdict. I'm not staying here to be dissolved into little pieces. I'm going to save myself. Goodbye, Doctor. We are the children They're right outside. We're going to die. Not while I have anything to do with it. Oh, 
why didn't I take my jury service seriously? Just go back to court, hand in a note, and return to our lives. That's all we had to do. Ready, K9. Affirmative, Master. Sonic Field will be concentrated in one area to maximize success. You mean they have to be right on top of us? Affirmative, Master. Doctor, can you do me a favor? Of course. If I don't get out of here alive, hand this to Judge Perigord Trent. He was the presiding judge at our case. This is our verdict. Tell him, sorry, it's a bit late. Uh, but, but we're getting out of here, Foreman. You can tell him yourself. Well, even if I do survive, I'd like you to hand it to him anyway. I do so hate awkward situations. Let us give you the gift of life. Foreman, get out of the way. I'm trying. Oh, they've got me cornered. Help! Feast on Let us bring you to life. Let us embrace you! No! Doctor, we've been looking for you. Why do you run from us? Listen to me, Pixis. I've read about you. You're the results of failed experiments. You are not assassins. You don't have to kill. Kill? We don't kill. Not from your perspective, but mine is somewhat different. We do not kill. We bring life to the world. We bring the dead to life. We are told, bring the doctor into being. Bring him to life. And we are happy to help. I'm sure you are, canine. We need to... Well done, canine. You've got them. Like a fly caught in amber. Affirmative. Look at their hands. Inches from my neck. That was too close. Reminder, Master. My power cells were not fully recharged. I cannot sustain the sonic field for long. How long have you got? 43.72 minutes, approximately. Is that all? Rhetorical question, Master. Oh, well spotted. Suggestion. I attempt to send a distress signal to the Altitribunal Master Computer. That would take more power from you. Affirmative. But how long will we have if you do that? 28.31 minutes, approximately. I see. You'd better do it then, and let's hope something turns up in the next 20 and a bit minutes. Here we are, Ramon. The offices of the Plenum Trust, the nerve center of our entire operation. Completely staffed by biodegradable wind-powered robots. We don't allow people to work here because of their tendency to expel waste and add to the carbon footprint. Would you like a tea infused with sustainable bark? The sentient trees of Benfordrill 5 voluntarily remove it from their own branches and hand it to the smiling natives. Uh, no thank you. Just me then. Janice. Tea, please. Right away, Mr. Smilax. This is our Blue Skies thinking room. Right next to my office. It's where I plan and coordinate all our good works. Everything comes through me. Impressive. You don't sound impressed. No, I'm sorry. I'm just worried about the doctor. Of course. I'm sure Tragacanth will do her best, but... If the children of Pixis are already in the micro-universe, he's already dead. I can't believe it. I won't believe it. I know how difficult it is. 
I deal with the extinction of whole species every day. I always have a smile on my face, but I'm always grieving. Well, you wear it well. Call for Mr. Smilax. It's Miss Dragacanon. Okay. I'll take it in my executive office. Plenum Trust corporate video. Hardly Citizen Kane. Oh, well, it'll pass the time, I suppose. Play. Hi. I'm Garamon Smilax, Vice President of the Plenum Trust. Here at the Trust, we take conservation seriously. Dead seriously. Or should I say, alive seriously. But seriously. Since our founding, we've saved billions of endangered species from the tufted agador to the saber-toothed jabberwock. How do we do this? Well, it's simple. We seek out unspoiled planets to resettle species brought to near extinction by industrialization in the galactic outer rim. Bandrax Minor, Kevin's World, Articaria, Sol 3, Sol and Helvetica. All these planets have been earmarked for habitats for species whose numbers are dwindling. And together, with your help, we can... ...to near extinction by industrialization in the galactic outer rim. Bandrax Minor, Kevin's World, Articaria, Sol 3. He did. He just said, Sol 3. had a message from the doctor. What? What's the message? Children of Pixis attacking in this universe. Stop. K9 using sonic field. Stop. Only 28 minutes before shield stops. Stop. When did the message arrive? Ten minutes ago. We've not got long. I'm trying to extract him, but I'm up against a wall of bureaucracy. I was wondering if Romana had any ideas. I'll ask. If you don't hear from us, then assume she hasn't. Well... What did Tragacanth want? Oh, what? Uh, oh, nothing. It's just wetting her briefs about getting vaporised by the judge. Well, that's understandable. That's lawyers for you. Smilax, I think you've been keeping secrets from us. Me? I just watched your corporate video. Did you like it? I was aiming for charismatic and caring, and I think I just about pulled it off. I notice you've earmarked the Earth for resettlement by an alien species. Well, yes, of course I have. You don't think we're going to all this legal trouble to save the human race, do you? Hardly worth the bother. That planet is the perfect environment for Hopkinson's greater white-crested Spurgosaurian, a beautiful feathered flesh-eating lizard. Studies have concluded that there are only a handful of breeding pairs left in the universe. So that planet will finally be doing something useful for a change. I don't think the Doctor would approve. He's probably dead by now, so that doesn't matter. Please don't make a fuss, Romana. There are such things as priorities. And don't try any sudden moves. A gun, Smilax. I'm disappointed in you. Don't worry. It's made from recycled plastic. I was more disappointed in the fact it was pointed at me. As I said, priorities. The Doctor's as good as dead, so the plan has changed. You're going to agree to be our new expert witness, and if you don't, I'll kill you here and now!
As I said, priorities. The doctor's as good as dead, so the plan has changed. You're going to agree to be our new expert witness, and if you don't, I'll kill you here and now! There's no need to scream, Smilax. I'm only three feet away. Sorry. I do yell at the oddest times. Anyway, you're going to be our expert witness. I've seen you operate. You're as good as the doctor. You have the authority. You've visited the planet several times. I take it from the gun that you don't think I'll volunteer. Won't you? Would it surprise you if I said that I'd happily testify? Really? Of course. What about relocating Hopkinson's greater white-crested Spurgosaurian? You said the doctor wouldn't approve. He wouldn't. To me, it sounds like an excellent idea. On my visits to Earth, I've often thought most of it was a waste of a good planet. Have you seen how many golf courses they have? And you're not worried about getting vaporized for breaking the preservation order? Well, I'll do something terribly clever and escape. As you said, I'm just like the Doctor, but with nicer hair. Excellent. Excellent. Your cooperation is very welcome. Glad to have you aboard. One problem, though. Will the court believe me? I don't see why not. I'll think about it. The moment Scorpius realises I'm going to testify, he'll pull out video footage of us breaking into his mansion. His counsel will tear me apart as a hostile witness. They'll dismiss my testimony as nothing more than a vindictive fantasy. Maybe. Maybe not. That expression says you're trying to convince yourself. I doubt they'll take my word. Unless... Unless what? The Doctor's an Earth obsessive, and he does tend to collect things. There's so much evidence inside the TARDIS about intelligent life on Earth. Gramophones, cuckoo clocks, shoe trees, digital watches. I wouldn't be surprised if I opened a cupboard and found Albert Einstein sitting inside having tea with Marconi. But the TARDIS is in the holding cells. I know. But you're the vice president of a major intergalactic trust. Are you seriously saying you can't pull a few strings and give us access? Can I help you? Hopefully. I'm Garamon Smilax, vice chairman of the Plenum Trust. We'd like to see the prisoner in cell 94. Cell 94? Well, I don't know about that. The prisoner is a flight risk and not authorised to accept visitors. I think if you check your records, you'll find we're authorised. Sorry, Mr Smilax, there's nothing in the judicial records saying that. I didn't mean judicial records. I meant financial records. If you check the bank accounts of the Benevolent Fund for Terminally Rusty Security Robots, you'll find a one million cubit donation from the Organisation for the Welfare of Bantroxian Sea Turtles. Oh, so there is. As you can see, it's not a complete transfer. Another million cubits will follow in an hour if the Organisation for the Welfare of Bantroxian Sea Turtles feels generous. Let me double-check the prisoner's record. Oh, look at that. Seems the prisoner's status has been downgraded. That's lucky. Please step through, both of you. The 
organization for the protection of Bantraxian sea turtles? It's a shell company. Uh... There you go. The prisoner. I'll leave you three alone for five minutes. Okay. We're in. Come on. Wow. This is amazing. So big. You've never been in the TARDIS before, Smilax. The doctor would never let me. Well, allow me to show you around. Now, this console in the centre here is where we track our inventory. And I've just operated the filing system. You see that cylinder moving up and down? That's the search engine. When that stops, it'll have found an artifact proving there's intelligent life on Earth. Excellent. It might take a while if what it's looking for is rather small. Right. That's good. But don't try anything clever. I'm a vice president, you know. I'm not easily fooled. <laughs> of course not. Heaven forbid. Hmm. That uppy-downy thing's rather relaxing, isn't it? Like meditating. Yes. It often takes me on a journey. Exactly. Nicely put. How much longer, K9? Fifty-two seconds, Master. That's all? Well, I've had a good few lives. I've always thought something would turn up. Oh. Oh. Oh! Romana! Romana, the uppy-downy thing has stopped going up and down. Excellent! Let's see what it's found. Pull that red lever and we'll get a printout. Mm, I think that's the wrong lever. The door's opened. Romana? Where are you going? Come back! Ramana! Doctor! Where have you been? Do you want to know? No, no time! K9 can't hold them. The sonic shield's failing. Do you have a sonic screwdriver? Right here. Do you have yours? Right, of course. We'll need to... Cross the streams. Exactly. Ready? Ready. Activate! Activate. Ramana! We've moved! You tricked me! Oh, shut up, Smilax. We're concentrating! What are you doing? K9 trapped the children of Pixis using a sound wave, but he's losing power. We're creating a substitute with our sonic screwdrivers. It's working! Yes! It's still working! I know, but we can't stand like this forever. No, 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 we can't. Smilers, go to Romana. Why? Because I'm asking you nicely. Hold her screwdriver tight. Point it at exactly the same angle as I am pointing mine. Like this? No! Exactly the same angle. All right, all right. Oh, good, good. Don't move a millimeter. Romana, sonic shield generator. It's in the third workshop down the corridor. Left, 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 right up the stairs to the architrave, over the moat, and there's the workshop. The sonic shield is in the credenza to one side. I'll be as quick as I can. She won't be long, will she? <gasps> I'm back. Careful, you two. Keep those sonic screwdrivers humming. Hurry, I'm getting cramped. Nearly ready. Just switching on now. There. 
That force shield should keep the children of Pixis paralyzed for years. Hopefully, they'll reach the beginnings of their lives in peace. Good to see you alive, Doctor. Likewise. Are you ready, Smilax? For what? Well, for my second court appearance, of course. Right on target. Well done. What now? I have to talk to Tragacanth. Come on. Oh, great. More running. Oh, hang on. He's back, Mr. Scorpius. The doctor, his girl, and a robot dog. I heard. Any news of the What If I Lane? No, Mr. Scorpius. Figures. Don't be upset, Mr. Scorpius. I'm sure they'll turn up. With my luck, they're probably lost in the desert. The court convenes in two hours, and now the doctor's back. He is such an... Oh, an annoying person. Get me a new executive toy, will you? This one seems to have died. All right, that's it. If you want something done, you've got to do it yourself. Get the laser blastukas out. Great. I'll take the Williams orphan maker. You have the Blastex nuclear-tipped Infernotron. Come on. How are we going to explain the charred bodies, Mr. Scorpius? This will be my statement. On recognising two individuals who broke into my house last night and assaulted my pets, I followed them into the Alti Tribunal. Resisting my attempts at a citizen's arrest, they seemed to draw weapons, and I accidentally blasted them with a gun I happened to have on my person. Tragically, the head of the Plenum Trust, his lawyer, and two of his witnesses died in the firefight. There. I won't even get a fine. You're a genius, Mr. Scorpius. Yes, I am, Kovacs. I truly am. Tragacanth? Are you here? Tragacanth? Tragacanth. I have an idea. I've been looking at the legal precedents for the Kalari Keolim Library of Law, and I think I found a way, but we've got to be clever. And. Oh. Tragacanth? Are you all right? I, 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 I'm fine at the moment. Um, this gentleman with his knife at my throat turned up about 20 minutes ago. No sudden moves, anyone. These people want to speak to the doctor, and I said you weren't here, but he and his two friends uh, insisted on waiting for you. I am Chang Yal of the Wutafailayan, and I have come for you, Doctor. Okay, we go in and fill the room with hot laser death after three. One, two, three. <laughs> Have you got a sonic knife held to your neck, Kovacs? Yes, Mr. Scorpius. Funny. Me too. Ah, Mr. Scorpius, how lovely of you to drop in. Have you met my friends, the Wadifalin? Scorpius, this is Shamyal Shamyal. Mr. Scorpius. I offer my left hand to you, as my right is on my sword. That's a Wadifalein traditional greeting, Scorpius. You're meant to offer your chest to him and to say, you may slay my body, 
but my spirit will avenge me in the form of my family, my tribe, and my saber-toothed snagglesaw. Really? Mm. Scorpius, you have a strange expression. It might be the sonic knife under your chin, but I fancy you're also curious as to why the Wadifalayin didn't kill us. Shamyal here owes a blood debt to me from when I helped his family a few centuries back. It's an iron life protective contract, which, uh, what's the phrase? Takes precedent. Is that correct, Romana? Spot on, Doctor. I'm getting good at this legal jargon, huh? Their blood debt takes precedent over your contract, so they're offering me protection. They're escorting me to the courtroom to make sure no one tries to kill me. Well, that's just brilliant. Absolutely flipping great. Take the sonic knives from these gentlemen's throats. Is that wise? They, uh, they still have their guns. Don't worry, the Wadifalayin will kill them before they can even think of pulling a trigger. Quite right. They're very good. Let them go, please. As you command, Doctor. I will slay them if you give the word. It appears you've won a little game, Doctor. Hooray for you. Well done. Actually, I've decided to let you win. I'm going to tell the court I've no evidence that Earth contains intelligent life. What? what? Doctor, what are you playing at? Oh, quiet, everybody. I've made up my mind. But it does have intelligent life. But the Elsie Tribunal needn't. Uh, okay, let's slow this down because I'm not getting this. You're a hero, but you're going to lie to the court and let a planet die? That doesn't make sense. You haven't seen the future as I have. In centuries to come, the inhabitants of Earth perfect space travel and ruin planet after planet with pollution, relentless empire building and pointless intergalactic wars. That's true, isn't it, Romana? Yes, but you also say the human race is capable of great good. Capable? <laughs> capable? What good is capable when their actions undermine their good intentions? That's the real reason I was reluctant to testify in the first place, Scorpius. I always had this dilemma in my mind. What is the point in keeping a preservation order on a planet that will pollute the whole galaxy? Well, yeah. What is the point indeed? Doctor, I've been exasperated, annoyed, and downright furious with you. But I've never been disappointed. If you go through with this, and let the Earth get destroyed. Our friendship is at an end. There are bigger things at stake here than even our friendship. Um, the judge will not be happy. Our sacrifice will not be in vain, Chagakanth. We will lay down our lives for future generations so that thousands of generations can live without fear, in peace, and never even know the word human. Oh, great. Well, Doctor, we seem to have ended up on the same side. Shall we end our relationship like we started it? A shake of hands. Why not? I look forward to your testimony this afternoon. Or rather, the lack of it. Calling the doctor. Calling the doctor to court number 5344A. Thanks for that, Shamyeld. You're vital to my plan. I am glad to be of service. I take my leave now. In the name of my angry fathers, is there anything else you want of me? Well, you could try to stop killing people for money. My way of life is handed down from a thousand of my birth ancestors. I am bound in blood by their wishes. 
But for you, Doctor, I will take weekends off. May your enemies lie awake in fear at your vengeance. So be it. And may your enemies be refused life insurance. Calling the doctor. Calling the doctor to court number 5344A. Court will rise for Aegis Store, his honour, the Lord Juris Perigord Trent. All right, settle down. We wasted enough time. Miss Trellican, your witness. Doctor, yesterday you said you had irrefutable evidence of intelligent life on the planet in question. I did, didn't I? Can you present this evidence to the court? I'm afraid not. I don't really have any. I see. I did have this yo-yo in my pocket, which I thought would be irrefutable evidence of Earth's creativity, but I can see on the edge of it, it says, made in Alpha Centauri. Everything's made in Alpha Centauri these days. It's the six arms. They've got the galactic economy sewn up. That's it? I'm afraid so, yes. I wish I could be more helpful. Yes, so do I. Miss Tragacanth, can I take it from this exchange that your witness has nothing with any bearing on this case? It appears so, Your Honour. And what conclusion should be brought? That we were wasting the court's time? Exactly. I will look forward to sentencing you to death right after the conclusion of this tribunal, which I believe will be in about 45 seconds from now. But first, given the lack of any evidence brought by the Plenum Corporation, or any case at all, I hereby lift the preservation order on... Your Honour... Like you, I am outraged at this. This man has wasted my time too. If you're going to beg for your life, it won't work. No, Your Honour. I wish to remind the judge of the law regarding wasting the court's time. And that is... That if any legal counsel is held in contempt for slowing the wheels of justice, then the verdict they have obstructed must be enforced retrospectively. I don't know what that means. Clerk of the court? It means, in this instance, if your judgment is that the preservation order be lifted, Corellian law requires that you lift it retrospectively to the point when the obstruction began, Your Honour. Fine by me. I don't see what difference it makes. The preservation order on planet CZ456378 DCDC stroke 42K is hereby lifted retrospectively, commencing yesterday, on the 8012th of Fantember of this solar year when this court was convened. This is an outrage! A disgrace! You have condemned this planet to death! Silence! Pose yourself, Mr. Smilax. As you see on the screen, the planet is still there. The preservation order was just a legal nicety, nothing more. It doesn't follow that without its protection, something untoward will happen to it. Mr. Scorpios has pledged his word on behalf of Cosmegalon that he will take care of the planet. Oh, well, I could be wrong. Perhaps Mr. Scorpios's definition of taking care somewhat differs from mine. <laughs> Can't win them all. Anyway, Miss Tragacanth, do you or your witness have any last words? Uh, uh, well, Bearing um... in mind, if you had any last words, it would also be wasting the court's time and it could reflect very poorly on you both. Uh, in that case, we don't want to be any trouble. That's the spirit. Vaporize them both. <laughs> Lunch, I think. All right! Your Honour? He's gone! 
The judge is gone. His rooms are empty. What is happening? What's going on? These aren't my chambers. This is the time machine of my spirit brother, the Doctor. You stepped through its doors, which we'd coloured brown and disguised as the doors of your chamber. Now you will listen to us. I will not! How dare you kidnap a judge! I'm not kidnapping you, Your Honour. Just taking you on a fact-finding expedition. I demand you take me back! You demand nothing. You will be silent. I wouldn't get him excited. Chamyal's killed people for waggling their eyebrows in a provocative manner. Fine. I'll keep my eyebrows steady. So, where are we going? To planet CZ4563789DCDC-42K one day in the past. Shall we go and see? So, this is the planet in question? Yes, Earth. Hampstead Heath, to be precise. So, we're here. You've gone to great trouble to make it legal for us to visit. Your doctor sacrificed his life and turned the law inside out to get me here. Now what? I don't see the fuss. There's no sign of intelligent life. I'm sure something will turn up. Any minute. Any minute now. Of course it will. I suggest you return me to my court, where I will take great pleasure in putting you through the same fate as your goggle-eyed friend. Mistress, two carbon-based life forms approaching. Luther! Luther! Down, Luther. Leave her alone. I'm sorry about Luther. He gets excited around strangers. He's lovely. Isn't he canine? Definition of lovely. Not within this unit's capacity to assess, mistress. I don't mind him. He gets huffy around other dogs. I like your robot. Is he Japanese? Very likely. They come up with everything, don't they? Who's your friend in the bushes? Uh, he's a respected judge, and he's come here to Hampstead Heath on a fact-finding mission. Can you help us? I'm game. Anything to avoid going back to work. Young man, are you an indigenous inhabitant? Well, I'm more Kilburn, but everyone from Kilburn says they live in Hampstead, so yes, I'm indigenous. Good. If I ask you to display an example of intelligence, what would you do? I don't know. Read a book? Visit a jazz club? Listen to Radio 4? No, no, no. An example of your intelligence as a species. A product of your accomplishment as a race. Technology and the like. Well, there's not a lot, to be honest. I've got a ZX80. A ZX80? A computer. You plug it into a telly and play chess. Well, almost half a game of chess. It kind of gives up after about 20 minutes. A bit temperamental. Got a mind of its own. <laughs> I see. I've got this Walkman. That's technology. And what is a Walkman? You put a tape in and listen to music. Uh, here, listen. Ah! And that's music? The, the Sex Pistols. Trouble is it chews the tape. Look, there it goes again. <laughs> Ruined. Luther, stop sniffing the robot. Leave the robot alone. Sorry, <laughs> Luther says hello to everything. He makes friends with litter bins. <laughs> Don't worry. See you around, maybe. Luther, come on, boy. Have you seen enough, Your Honour? I have. Please take me back. 
means. In this instance, if your judgment is that the preservation order be lifted, Corellian law requires that you lift it retrospectively to the point when the obstruction began. Your Honor. Fine by me. I don't see what difference it makes. Preservation order on planet CZ456378 DCDC stroke 42K is hereby lifted retrospectively. Yesterday. Objection! What? I am you from the future, and I object to me lifting the preservation order. How dare I object to my own ruling? Clark, throw me out of my court this instant. I'm afraid not, Your Honor. I beg your pardon? There's a legal precedent that gives your future self legal priority in this instance. What legal precedent? I think what my learned clerk is referring to is the case of Jones Jr. versus Jones Sr., in which Mr. Jones Jr. attempted to sue his older self, Mr. Jones Sr., for several decisions in Mr. Jones Jr.'s future, such as obtaining a mortgage and getting a job as an accountant, thus impacting on the reputation of Mr. Jones Jr. as, quote, a hellraiser and all-round cool dude. The judge ruled in favour of the senior manifestation of Mr. Jones on two counts. Firstly, that reality and the law needed an orderly system of causality to function, and secondly, the junior manifestation of Mr. Jones was an annoying little jerk. Exactly, Clark. Well remembered. I call myself as an expert witness in the case of Cosmegalon versus the Plenum Trust. Oh, very well, if you must. Come on, then. Miss Tragacanth, your witness. Thank you, Your Honour. <clears throat> your Honour, can I ask, Your Honour, if you have any information for Your Honour about the planet CZ456378 DCDC stroke 42K? I do indeed. I have journeyed to the planet in question and have witnessed with mine own eyes definite examples of intelligent life. Can I ask what manner of intelligent life? The planet has achieved wondrous technology. It has produced machines that have achieved sentence. <gasps> yes! I have heard of an amazing computer that actually gets bored playing chess. A machine called a Walkman that destroys all trace of music it personally finds offensive. Machines with minds of their own. I see. Well, that does sound impressive. Any indication that they're capable of interstellar travel? Oh, indeed. Absolutely. I met a hairy inhabitant of the planet who displayed a firm grasp of intergalactic protocol... He sniffed the posterior of the Doctor's robot and the approved universal language of civilized species everywhere. Thank you, Your Honor. No further questions. Well, given the testimony of a witness with such impeccable character, it gives me no hesitation but to rule that the preservation order on planet CZ456378 DCDC stroke 42K remain in place and stay in place in perpetuity or until the heat death of the universe, whichever comes first. Case dismissed. What? Thank you, Judge Perigord, for your testimony. Alas, given your testimony that you have visited the planet, and with the preservation order still in place, I have no choice but to vaporize you. Oh, yes, I didn't think of that. Your Honor, I must protest most strongly. I have ruled, Mr. Tillpractice Frong. My client will not let this stand. You cannot have a so-called impartial judge become an advocate for the defense. My client will appeal. Too right! I will make this drag on for centuries. Oh, dear. Your Honor, perhaps I can help. You? The time waster? Yes, yes, I have a piece of paper for you. And what is this? It's the verdict from the lost jury of Colare Coelum. The lost jury of court at 666Z? 
My jury? The very same. Before the foreman died, he wanted you to have this. I see. Mr. Scorpius, your jury has delivered your verdict. What? What verdict? If you recall, when you were awarded that parking ticket and caused the destruction of our Borealis Delta... That was years ago! But the trial was not resolved because the jury disappeared. I have now received their verdict. They have found you guilty of genocide through criminal negligence. You will be vaporized forthwith. And may whatever god is on duty at that time have mercy on whatever is left of your soul. What? You can't do this to me! Don't you know who I am? The case and the defendant is dissolved. All those terrible things Scorpius did and he was brought down by a parking ticket. Yes, it's more common than you think, Smilax. They got Al Capone for not paying his taxes. Never underestimate the power of bureaucracy. I can't thank you enough, Doctor. Oh, don't mention it. Well, Romana, we should take our leave. The case has been dismissed, the evildoers have been vanquished, and the good old Earth is safe. Well, not quite. What do you mean, not quite? Haven't you got something to tell the Doctor, Smilax? Oh? He's planning to fill the Earth with greater white-crested Spurgosaurians. What? All in a good cause, Doctor. Not Hopkinson's greater white-crested Spurgosaurians? Yes. The most insidious race of intergalactic parasites on the spaceways? What? The Spurgosaurians pretend to be an endangered species and wait for some good-natured Samaritan to help them out. Once they get resettled on a planet, they signal their hibernating brethren to home in on their telepathic signal. Then they strip it bare in weeks and do it all over again. You're not serious. Would I lie to you, Smilax? Why, those feathered little... Right, I'm off! Where are you going? To get my fouling piece. It seems my days as an intergalactic big game hunter aren't completely over. Does anybody fancy Spurgosaurians in breadcrumbs? Doctor? Doctor, I just thought I'd uh, catch you to say goodbye. Goodbye, Tragacanth. Goodbye. Thanks again. A pleasure. I just thought I'd let you know, for your own safety, uh, Scorpios and his henchmen teleported out before he was vaporised. I'm afraid they're still at large. Oh. Well, thank you for warning us. Oh, never mind. I'm sure justice will eventually catch up with Scorpius before long. They think they could hold me? Me, Scorpius, destroyer of worlds. They were dead wrong, Mr. Scorpius. Completely wrong. Did they think I would take the trouble to build an entire micro-universe without my own personal access to it? Sir, very nice, Mr. Scorpius. No need to act impressed, Kovacs. We're only in a hat. There's a whole cosmos outside to lose ourselves in. They could search for centuries and not find us. What's that big yellow cloud, Mr. Scorpius? I don't know. I'm more worried about that big black machine on the table with the coloured lights. What do you think it is? I don't know. I don't like the look of it. There's a big lever off and on on this side. Could be a bomb. Better switch it off. OK, Mr. Scorpius. The cloud's clearing. 
Why? Isn't that the children of Pixis in there? Oh, Mr. Scorpius. Turn it back on. It's the children of Pixis. Never heard of them. Embracing you. Now, Romana, I think a quick holiday to recover from our last one. Doctor, while I was looking for the sonic field generator, I found this. What is it? An unpaid parking ticket. Blue box parked illegally in no waiting asteroid belt. Look. So it is. Well, I wouldn't worry about that. Doctor, you can't just rip it up. Romana, you worry too much. What about... Bureaucracy? Well, what about it? I can't keep looking over my shoulder worrying about bureaucracy. If I didn't know you better, Doctor, I'd think you pretended to be frightened of bureaucracy just to get involved in this court case. Hmm. Hmm? I refuse to answer that on the grounds it might incriminate me. been listening to Doctor Who The Doomsday Contract by John Lloyd, adapted for audio by Nev Fountain. Starring Tom Baker as the Doctor, Lala Ward as Romana, and John Leeson as K-9. Tragacanth and Cham Yal were played by Jeannie Spark. Judge Perigord Trent, Julian Wadham. Smilax, Paul Panting. Scorpios, Till Practice Front and Jeff, Richard Lang. Villager, Christopher Naylor. Foreman of the Lost Jury, Nicholas Briggs. Clerk of the Court, Jane Slavin. Kovacs, Spencer Banks. Sound design and music, Howard Carter. Script editor, John Dorney. Producer, David Richardson. Director, Nicholas Briggs. Executive producers, Nicholas Briggs and Jason Hay-Gallery. My name is Nev Fountain and I have... Written, stroke, adapted the Doomsday Contract from John Lloyd's original synopsis pitch outline. Does this planet have a proper name? Earth. Earth? Doctor, that's your favourite planet. You've got to stop it being destroyed. Well, absolutely, but what can one do? The history was it was commissioned by Douglas Adams in 1979 from John Lloyd, his old mate. John Lloyd had this... A very outrageous outline for, for a story based, I think, on a novel he was writing at the time. And for various reasons, it got shelved, though it went through two outlines. And I believe Alan Pryor even had an attempt to write the script after John Lloyd had moved on. So it's had a long life. David Richardson uh, approached Nicola Bryant with the idea of getting in touch with John Lloyd and asking about the Doomsday Contract. And... 
because of the Blackadder connection, because John had cast her in Blackadder. And I said, well, I'll do it because, you know, we're, we're radio comedy mates together and uh, I'll just see how it gets on. And luckily John had heard of me from Dead Ringers and various radio comedies and we struck up quite a friendship. Uh, I talked to him about it and uh, he was very happy with the idea of the Doomsday contract taking shape on audio. And after some thought, he declined against writing it himself and offered it to me. This was about eight years ago. And we just got to an early synopsis stage and the Lost Stories had come to a natural conclusion. So we waited for quite some years before the Lost Stories were taken up again by Big Finish. And so here we are. Hello, I'm Nick Briggs and I'm the director of The Doomsday Contract. Right, let's do another one then. Here we go. And keep... Am I all right? Analysis of Dr. Master's physiology complete. Physical health normal. Um, and my mental health? Sensors indicate abnormal cerebral activity within the Master's brain. But, but surely abnormal cerebral activity is quite normal for me. Negative, Master. I love things that are very definitely what they are and achieve what they set out to do. And this is what that script does, this script. It's, it really is funny. It's really wittily written. And it reminds me of The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. And Nev Fountain said to me that John Lloyd was doing a bit of a Douglas Adams with the storyline. And Nev has run with that. So I think that it really is a very specific flavour, not like the usual Tom Baker ones we do. And I think that... Um, it will have a beautiful difference to it because you don't want everything to be the same. And, you know, there are lots of hilarious bits in it and and Tom's enjoyed it greatly, I think. Tom Baker here, and we're talking about doomsday contracts, which is, so you'd better listen in. You might pick up some tips on how to survive, but it's been great fun doing it. Can't we just switch on the randomizer and run away? Run away, run away, Romana, me, I wouldn't know how to run away. But you're an expert at running away. You've run from Daleks, Time Lords, the Black Guardian. But you can't run away from bureaucracy, Romana. That's the one thing you can't do. This one, of course, is all wrapped up in comedy, isn't it? Which is one way of making people think and accept what the argument is. And they laugh and laugh and then afterwards think, there's some good sense in there. And we'll have to do something sensible to save the world. In other words, it's a very witty and comical sermon. I mean, it's very difficult to be flippant about survival, isn't it? I mean, I'd quite like to survive, and and I've had a good turn. My name is Lala Ward, and I play Romana. If I didn't know you better, Doctor, I'd think you pretended to be frightened of bureaucracy just to get involved in this court case. Hmm? Hmm? Last summer I managed to come back and record with Big Finish and that was wonderful. This time obviously I couldn't possibly leave Hong Kong and and get on any plane to go anywhere at all. So I'm incredibly grateful that you've managed to be able to hook up with a studio here that that a colleague of my partner's who've been spectacularly good and wonderful to work with and that we've now made this link because it means I can continue to work on the audio versions of Doctor Who, which I have always absolutely loved doing. To be perfectly honest, I prefer doing them to anything I ever did in the studio in sort of film version terms because it's just such a good medium. And the other thing I've always felt about Big Finish is that you get to work with a whole lot of actors on the series 
with whom I'd never worked in television. So, I mean, I'd never worked with Louise before. I'd never worked with lots and lots of people that I've managed to get to work with thanks to Big Finish. And you develop your character in ways that it never went in the original version. I'm John Leeson, and I play the voice of a robot dog, K something or other. I think it's as much as nine, even. I never really know from the beginning how things are going to turn out. I was saying to one of our acting colleagues this morning that reading through the script, you don't necessarily get a picture entirely of what's going on. You don't know who these really strange characters are, but when you're in the studios and they're voiced and you, you get the whole thing going, uh, it's, it's, um, it's a different experience altogether. And I greatly look forward to coming to do these sessions. I really do. Of course, one of the interesting things would be if they had done this on television, it was during the period where John Leeson wasn't doing the voice of K-9. And it was David Brearley, who I thought did a lovely alternative voice of K-9. And I met him some years later as a charming fellow, sadly no longer with us. But, you know, John is our K-9, so here he is in it. The stories, I suppose, for Doctor Who are science fantasy rather than science fiction. And because uh, I, I also did some work on Blake 7 way back when, that was more in sort of science fiction. But that was sort of believable people doing almost sort of believable things, but in another time frame. But uh, <laughs> Doctor Who is, uh, well... Uh, are there any walls around here? Because if there are, Doctor Who is off them. <laughs> off the wall stuff. And it's amazing. Great fun. I've no idea what Tom feels about it. He and I, at the time, always used to love the sort of child aspect of Doctor Who and the jokiness of it and so on. I know there are diehard, serious Doctor Who fans who possibly find that irritating some of the time. I think one of the great things about Doctor Who is it, it's, it can do all these things. It can, it can be all these things. It can be the sort of larky, funny for children version some of the time, and it can be the deeply serious, techno, babbly stuff for, for people who like that too. I don't think there are any limitations. The process of adapting it was very tricky. John had written two full outlines, one of which Douglas had sent back with copious notes, uh, the children of Pixis were discarded because of the logistics of having children in the studio. And the villain that had replaced them, the Wadjafalin, had also been discarded because of cultural sensitivities. So both of those have been put aside. So I kind of approached it as a script editor stroke writer trying to incorporate as much as I could from both these outlines as I possibly could and try and fix things that had been skirted around in the conversation between Douglas and John and not kind of fixed. Um, for example, at the centre of it is the Doctor going to Earth to prove there's intelligent life. And I found that difficult to reconcile with the fact that uh, the Altai Tribunal, obviously an intergalactic corporation, could very easily do it themselves. So I came up with the micro-universe so I could do the, all the Earth-like scenes in a micro-universe rather than going to Earth straight away. I am Jeannie Spark and I'm playing uh, Trager Kampf, intergalactic lawyer, and uh, also one of the children of Pixis. You can tell with this script, I think, that 
that there's a, a really big visual element. I mean, there's always a huge visual element with all the big finish Doctor Who's, but this one you can, the settings are so untethered from any kind of reality. You know, this isn't set in Victorian England or this isn't set on a, you know, a particular jungle planet where you can, you instantly have a visual in your head of where it is. That the, the, the creativity of that definitely comes through. Um, and it's it's exciting to, it's exciting to be doing it now. Tom is a force of nature who doesn't sort of stop where anyone else would. He He just goes his own sweet way and he was always incredibly inventive and, and energetic and people were completely used to that and certainly, I mean, I dare say if they really wanted him to, to stop him doing something, they'd do so in the editing room. But in terms of our actual work on it, we embellished a lot. The nature, the, the flavour of the outline was very much practically Doctor Who does Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. It's no secret that John and Douglas worked very closely on the first series of The Hitchhikers together. And John was almost going to co-write the first Hitchhiker's book with Douglas. And he co-wrote two of the first episodes in the first series, I believe. So it's very much written in that style. But the trick was to keep that style and make it into a coherent and serious Doctor Who story. Admittedly, one filled with off-the-wall characters and semi-off-the-wall situations. The trick was to keep it all logical and keep it going for the four episodes so you feel you're, you've got an ongoing story, but these comedy situations just appear logical and going through step by step. It's quite fun working on this for me because it has an emotional connection for me because of the whole hitchhiker's style of thing, because it was Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy that really inspired me to do audio drama. I was already, as a kid, sort of messing around with tape recorders, but then when I heard Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy on the radio, I thought, my goodness, people professionally make things like I'm trying to do all the time. And so to be working on something that has so many echoes of Hitchhiker's is kind of rather special for me. I think everyone has their favourite what-ifs, and I think for a certain type of fan, the, the idea that a John Lloyd-written Douglas Adams script edited story that failed to materialize is a fantastic what if. I mean, there are many, many fans of Hitchhikers and many, many fans of the meaning of Liff and uh, all manner of things that John has done. So it's quite exciting. I mean, these are both writing superstars. So specifically to this, I think it's nice that people get this story realized because what John had done was just fantastic. And to think having the fourth Doctor doing a bit of full-blooded hitchhiker's comedy is a very enticing prospect for a lot of fans.